Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. Face off in front of Kemper, who's got to come back on here. A Dallas power play to finish. Raddick Foxo will get tossed down here, and Luke Glendening will take over. Quick shot from Foxo, a bounce in front. Glendening was looking to tip it home, but could not. And as the puck comes out of the zone, that'll do it. And the Dallas Stars have hung a regulation loss on the Capitals tonight. Jake Ottinger with the shutout. The final score, Dallas 2 and Washington nothing. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals come up blank in Dallas. Post-game reaction from Nick Jensen and TJ Oshie. And Joe Beninati joins us as the team takes on Nashville tomorrow. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, October 28th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Not enough offense and not enough second chances against a hot goaltender last night as the Capitals fall in Dallas to the Stars, 2-0 the final. Jake Ottinger posting a 27-save shutout. Washington managed just 15 shots on Ottinger through the first two periods last night, never really being able to sustain much offensive pressure in the star zone. Defensively, the Caps didn't give up very much in front of Darcy Kemper in that same span of time, but Jason Robertson tipped a Niels Lundqvist shot at the 16:50 mark of the first period for the game's only goal through two. The Caps, for the sixth time in eight, allowed the opposition to strike first. Into the third period, the Capitals got a power play when Rope Hintz was called for interference at 9-14, but Yoel Kiviranta scored a shorthanded goal for some home team insurance. Not enough second opportunities after that, and just could not get to the front of the net as the Caps fall 2-0 in Dallas. Nick Jensen said after the game, they've got some things to clean up. Yeah, it was a little frustrating. Uh, their goalie obviously played really well, but we're still firm believers that if you can't see the puck, you're not going to save it. So uh, we got to keep working on the relationship of guys getting in the net, taking the goalie's eyes away, but at the same time, us D have to keep getting pucks to the net. There's opportunities tonight where we could have shot and we were holding on to it, myself included, a little bit too long, so we got to keep working on getting shots to the net and getting bodies to the net. Their last game about the need to tighten up a little bit defensively. How do you, how do you guys feel like you did in that regard tonight? I think it's kind of been how the season has been going right now. We kind of came out a little slow in the first since we, we just have, seemed to have trouble putting 60 minutes together, so I think our defense wasn't great in the first. I think it got a little better in the second and third, but there's still just those odd times where we're giving up those grade A chances that we got to keep tightening up. We got to make it really hard to get to the net and get any opportunities at our net front. You talk a lot about, I guess, the slow starts that you guys have had. Is there anything that you can do, do you think, to change that early on, or is that just about the energy? Um, preparation always goes into it, but I, I don't necessarily think it's we're always starting bad, you know. We had a great start in Ottawa, and, and we didn't finish strong. So I think it's just been a lack of finishing uh, 60 minutes worth of a game. Also after the game, T.J. Oshie said that they've got to do better on special teams, specifically the power play. No, we gotta, we'll got to. we take a look at some, some film here, and we obviously got to get do a better job getting more on the inside, whether that's creating chances off the rush, off the forecheck, or off of uh, some ozone play. So... They did, I mean, they, did, they also did a good job. I mean, they worked hard in their D zone. They were closing. They were boxing us out. So um, they made it tough on us, but we can be better down there. Ottinger's obviously off to a great start, too. Um, 
seemed like, to Johnny's point, things pretty much stuck to him, and you guys didn't have too many second chance opportunities. No, there was uh, there was a couple a couple where it hit him and or hit a body, and he didn't really seem to know where it went, and it just bounced the wrong way or bounced behind the goal line or whatever it was. So he's obviously having a great start, like you said, and it's always tough running to a to a hot goaltender or a good goaltender. And when you do that, you usually got to simplify a little bit more, get more pucks in the net, get more bodies in front of them, make it hard on them. Power play has to be a lot a lot cleaner we need to get more more grade a scoring chances on when we get those chances especially at the end five on four to cut the lead in half puts a lot of pressure on them i think going into the last minute and a half two minutes so all in all not not a full 60 there was definitely moments tonight where we did a good job and we limited them and i thought in the second period pretty good to uh not get too many scoring chances and just need to put in put in a full 60 we've got two more games on the road here which is always uh, a good place to figure out your game so with a loss, the Capitals fall back to 500 at four up and four down with a 2-0 loss against the Stars. Joining us here this morning as we head now into the weekend and a date with the Nashville Predators tomorrow is Joe Beninati, where we talk about the rigors of the team's travel this week, where he thinks the team is at, his thoughts on the fourth line, Connor McMichael, and more. All right, always a pleasure to hang out at the rink with Joe B. as the Capitals' road trip continues. This is suddenly a tough stretch. We had the first few weeks of the season where, you know what, a game every other day or so, but there wasn't any real serious travel. But now with Texas in a rearview mirror, you got Nashville, you got Carolina, there's this trip with Detroit coming up. I don't know that people realize sometimes that rigors for this team away from home. This is a tough stretch right now. People don't realize it. I don't realize it. Are you kidding me? All of a sudden, I take a look at the schedule. Locker investigates the schedule. Literally, the first second it comes out in the offseason, Locker's boiling it down, doing his permutations. I never take a look at the schedule until we get into it. And now that we're into it, it seems like, oh my gosh, four games, six nights on the road in really difficult cities, crammed in to a short amount of time, a very high amount of games. And especially with this November stretch that's coming, strength of competition is is really good. I mean, it's challenging. So Peter Laviolette's troops are going to have to get it in gear and, and keep it in gear for quite a while. It's funny how my brain works is I look at it by month. So when you saw the game, okay, Halloween night, Carolina, and then you see that game against, oh, you start in the next month against Vegas. But unless you match it all together, that's a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday. And when you first look at it, that one snuck up on me until you look at it and say, man, to come home and see Vegas, who's going to be rested there, that's a tough home game on Tuesday, too. We always talk about the first game back from a long road trip, right? So there you go. That's the first game back from a for the Caps, a long road trip. And it's against a team that's going to be sitting there waiting for you. Yeah, it, it, this is there's nothing easy about this stretch that comes up. I, I kind of like it, though, for a team early in the season. Washington's putting some wins together. And the more those victories come, however they may be coming, uh, the better. Good teams figure out ways to win. I don't think the Caps have been dominant by any stretch this season, but they found a way. And if you keep finding a way, that means you're a good team. If you're not a good team, you're losing these games and your record is is sub-500. You know, let's see where the Caps go with respect to what they have ahead. But I like the ability they've had and they've found to manufacture wins. Furthering that point, looking back at what has been the first few weeks of the season here, where do you think this team is at? What has been good in your estimation? What needs work in your estimation as this road trip continues? Not to sound too much like a coach, I wish they could put 60 minutes together. And you're going to hear Peter Laviolette rail about that all the time. But it is true. You've seen 20 minutes in certain drips and drabs 
Uh, the first period in Ottawa comes to mind. The second period in New Jersey comes to mind, where they look like world beaters. And then somewhere along the way in that run of 60 minutes, they don't have their mind focused. They are prone to big mistakes, not just tiny mistakes, big mistakes that wind up in the back of the net. All of a sudden, they become undisciplined and take too many penalties. Earlier in the season, first couple of weeks in particular, the penalty kill was not very good. I think they're learning a new scheme. They're learning new routes. They're learning new pressure points with regard to that. That's coming around. That's starting to blossom. But I I just want to see them be more consistent. In ultimate coach speak, be consistent. Play as well as you can from the first to the second to the third. Have no major fall-offs, no major dips. When they're on, they look great. When they're off, they look like they're almost, I don't want to say disinterested. They're obviously interested in doing well, but it's almost as if, where did they go? Did they go on holiday for 10 minutes? And if that other team picks it up on it, that's when all of a sudden the tables turn. One of the bright spots, and we spent a lot of time on the show this week talking about it, the fourth line. Nick Dowd in his first three goals of the season, all of them the first goal of the game. Garnet Hathaway breaks through in New Jersey. And we found it kind of curious, too, that Beck Malenstein gets inserted in the New Jersey game and the comments that Peter said after the game, calling him a perfect fit there. Maybe bad news for other guys trying to get into the lineup, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But for this line right now, where Dowd is, where Hathaway is, how many minutes they log, and the comfort that they have with each other. We talked to Garney on the show this week. where They've been together four years. It's crazy it's been that long. Yeah, and they are ultra-dependable. And you always notice you know, the line that goes out after the Caps give up a goal is often the Dowd line. And that gives you an insight into how much confidence and trust the coaching staff has in that group. And I I can read between the lines in your question there and the setup to it. When you're playing with Dowd and Hathaway, I don't necessarily need a first-round draft pick who scores goals there. So the fans keep clamoring and wanting Connor McMichael to be involved, and sure, we all do, and we want to see him flourish and do well. But with Dowd and Hathaway in that group, a player that has the skill set of Beck Malenstein is better suited to play there keeping the game simple, playing straight lines, a powerful skater along the boards, a first-on-the-forecheck kind of guy. That's what Malenstein is. I'm not looking for 20 goals for my fourth-line left wing. I'm just not. Okay, now where do I get time for prospects like McMichael? That's up to the organization to decide. I would like to see Connor playing. I think he gets better if he plays, whether it be at the NHL level or the American League level. I don't want him to see... I don't want him to see him be a six to eight minute, 10 minute guy on the fourth line in the NHL. I'd rather he go to the American League and try to be a top line talent, gain confidence, quote unquote, prove himself, earn the trust of the, of the squad so that when he's ready to come back, he can play where he's suited to play. I root for Connor. I think he's a, a wonderful young man. I think he's going to do very well. I just think some of our expectations are a little too high. And we want it to happen right away, and it's not time yet. And realize you're dealing with somebody very, very young who is learning, who is a sponge. It's great to have him around, yes, but he was around all of last year. He sponged it up last year. Now it's time to get him to play. Let's get him to play, and I hope the organization will do that. You said place where he is suited to play. That's center, and there's just no room at the end here to get him in there. No room there, and you don't wish for any injuries or anything like that to create room there. Obviously, if you want him around as a safety net, Sure. And you're going to spot duty him here and there. Connor will tell you he can play the wing, but it's obvious that the coaches want him to be a center. Connor will quickly then say, I'm a natural center. Great. There's no room right now at the way the lineup is constructed for Connor to play at that natural position, at least 
on an everyday basis. You want to spot duty him in every once in a while? Okay, but who are you taking out? You know, this becomes really interesting. Last one for you. Charlie Lindgren goes in and gets the win in New Jersey on Monday. He has seen a truckload of shots in each of his first two games, gets his first win. We said it earlier on the show this week. I love the fact that Brian McClellan identified a guy that you say, okay, look, you're going to be the number two. There was no question. There was no pretense. You're not going to challenge for the number one job. That's what Darcy Kemper is here for. But a guy who was thankful to be wanted after washing out in St. Louis where they had other guys coming. Sorry, we don't want you. Montreal was the same thing. But to say, look, not only are you our guy, but you're going to be here for three years and you're going to get games. And he just seems like the perfect fit to be that guy. And I thought that's what we saw on display against the Devils and even in the losing effort in Toronto. Incredibly likable guy who's done all the right things ever since he arrived at the organization. He's at every team function, right? He's always there fundraising, shaking hands, kissing babies, getting the fans to know who he is and what he's about. He's so easy to root for. And sometimes, John, statistics can be phony. They can be liars. Yeah, he gets a lot of shots on goal against, but what he's gotten in those two games at least that he's done that that we've seen high danger chances. They have not been routine 65-foot shots from the blue line. These have been high danger opportunities. The team hasn't necessarily defended great in front of him, but he's kept them in both of those games really, really well. The one in Toronto comes to mind. Obviously, what he did in Jersey comes to mind. So I couldn't be happier for him. I think he knows his role. He's comfortable with it, and he can be a good caddy for Darcy. And Darcy's going to take the run. Darcy's, I don't think, has ever played more than... 55 games in a season. I think that's his high. So Charlie can expect to get some dates and do well with it. Always appreciate Joe B. lending his perspective here on the show, especially in the midst of a grueling week for the guys on the ice. It's the Capitals and the Nashville Predators tomorrow night from here in Tennessee. It's the third game of what will be a four-game road trip. Puck drop tomorrow is at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, airtime 745 on 1067 A Fan and CapsRadio247.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com. Or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.